Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Coming up on the broadcast today, the National Football League has a whole lot of problems. Its finances are most definitely not one of them. The Securities and Exchange Commission thinks small, and our series American Futures goes to Allentown, PA. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It's Thursday, the 11th of September. Good as always to have you here, everybody. CBS Sports will start to get the payoff from its Thursday night investment in the National Football League this evening. The broadcaster paid the NFL $275 million for the rights to Thursday night games this season, the first of which is tonight, Steelers at Baltimore. There are, as you know, many things wrong with the NFL right now. The concussion problem, the bullying case from a year ago, and its actions on domestic violence. As former FBI Director Robert Mueller begins his investigation into who knew what when about the Ray Rice video, Marketplace's Mitchell Hartman reports there is one thing that the NFL is really good at, making gobs and gobs of money. Percy Harvin inside the 30. He's going to go. Touchdown, Seattle. This year's Super Bowl was the most watched program on U.S. TV ever. So if a brand wants to play with the big boys in sports, it pretty much has to play with the NFL. Andrew Zimblist is an economist at Smith College. The NFL stands out in all of the different revenue sources, and not just by a little bit, but by leaps and bounds over the other sports. Ticket sales, TV rights, and a whole lot of NFL-logoed official branding and merchandising bring in more than $9 billion. Players endorsing shoes and credit cards generates billions more. Fantasy football betting's taking off, too. But is football's value to the Gatorades and Marriott's and FedExes of the world at risk from recent controversies? Because it is the most popular spectator sport in the United States, it derives a certain amount of insulation from some of the social criticisms that it receives. But why is it so popular? After all, the ball's only in play 20 minutes in a three-hour broadcast. Jonathan Taplin at the USC Annenberg Innovation Lab says there's the violence that appeals to a desirable male demographic, then there's the pacing. Football is actually a perfect collective viewing experience because it's actually the time between the plays where people can discuss things, get a beer. Another attraction to marketers, far fewer games than baseball or basketball, so the audience is heavily concentrated in those weekend time slots. I'm Mitchell Hartman for Marketplace. Twitter went public 10 months ago, raised almost $2 billion for itself in the process, but has now decided that wasn't enough, apparently. The company said this week it's going to be hitting up that other, more staid source of capital, the debt market, bonds, to the tune of as much as a billion and a half dollars. How come? Here's Stan Alcorn. Twitter's war chest is about to go from full to overflowing. It's looking to add at least $1.3 billion to its coffers by selling convertible bonds. So what's the grand strategy for all that cash? I don't think it's so much what is the big strategy. I think the question many people will be asking is, is there a really meaningful strategy? That's the skeptical voice of Nate Elliott, analyst at Forrester. He points out that Twitter has a user base that's closer to Google Plus than Facebook, and it still isn't profitable. If Twitter's revenues matched its notoriety, 
it'd be doing just fine. But bond market investors are not in a skeptical mood, says David Krauss, finance professor at Marquette University. Well, companies are raising record amounts of debt right now. For a pretty simple reason. With near-zero interest rates, other options are slim pickings, which is not a happy economic indicator, according to Wells Fargo's Brian Railing. It's the result of an economy that is still struggling, and it's also, I think, due to what we're seeing globally see the stagnant economy of Europe. But on the plus side? I think there is a sense uh, from some that this is not going to last. Finance professor David Krauss agrees. So it's a very opportune time for companies that may not be investment grade to be able to go out and lock in on some long-term money at very attractive rates. He thinks Twitter won't have any trouble locking in that money, even if all it's buying in the short term is more time. In New York, I'm Stan Alcorn for Marketplace. After a slow start in lower Manhattan, traders tried and tried and tried all day. Two out of three indices did finally make it back into the green. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. 